the Bear Down Report Podcast, featuring Mike Page, Jack Wright, Logan Bradley, and Ryan Dingle. Bear Down Report. All right, folks. Welcome to another edition of the Bear Down Report Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Dingle, and I am joined, this is fun, Mike Page, the founder of BDR and BDR's own Jack Wright. They were at training camp. Gentlemen, just really quick, did, did you have fun at training camp? Absolutely. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. The Bears do it right. I think they do a really nice job with the optics. You know, I, was, I liked it in Bourbon A personally. It was more open. It was easy to get to. Lots of tickets available. But I will say I was impressed. They run the soundtrack in the background, so there's always great music playing. Uh, they've got lots of activities for the kids. Like They're just really good in terms of running it as a professional operation. Fantastic optics. Well, I can't wait to ask you about some of the the differences. Mike, same thing, just real quick gut reaction. Did you have fun today? Oh my God, it was a blast. It was so great to see, uh, you know, a lot of these players that I've been itching to see for a really long time, you know, some of these guys for the very first time. So it's always fun to kind of see these guys for the first time. You can kind of size them up like, oh, he's bigger than I thought. He's smaller than I thought. Uh, you know, that was really fun. We got pretty close to, uh, to the field and some of the players. And, uh, I had a blast kind of playing reporter today on Twitter, a lot of interaction on Twitter. So thanks to everyone that was kind of playing along with me. Uh, yeah, it was fantastic. I had an awesome, awesome time. Folks, if you are thinking about buying or selling a home in the Chicagoland area, You've got to visit GenevaJeff.com today to learn more about how my guy, Jeff Cadwallader, can help you. Jeff knows you need experience when it matters most. He is a third-generation realtor. Nobody's like Jeff. He is the best in the business. Visit GenevaJeff.com or give Jeff a call or a text message. This is his direct line, 630-254-4734. Jeff Cadwallader, GenevaJeff.com. Got to check it out. If you happen to be in the Western suburbs and you're thinking, man, I'm looking a little shaggy, like Jack, I'm looking at you right now. Our our listeners can't see it. And I'm thinking, man, Jack needs a fresh cut right now today. It's rough. It's rough. (laughs) Then then there's one spot. There's Jack. There's only one spot that you got to go to. And that's Sheridan's Sheridan's Barbershop in downtown Wheaton. Sheridan's Barbershop located in historic downtown Wheaton, Illinois, has been serving the community for 67 years with five barbers open six days a week, Monday through Saturday. Got appointments available to book online or by phone at your convenience. Sheridan'sBarbershop.com. Give them a call. 630-668-0137 and book yours today. If you do, if you talk to Jeff or you talk to Sheridan's Barbershop, any of the guys over there, especially Tom or Will, my guy Will, if you you talk to him, you're going to get some fantasy football advice and you got to let him know the guys at the Bear Down Report sent you. We would appreciate it and they would appreciate it. Sheridan's Barbershop, where traditional meets modern. The first question that I've got, gentlemen, and maybe this seems odd, but you had to take a bus to get to Hallis Hall. What was that whole experience like? It was efficient. You know, I mean, you know, again, when, when you go to Bourbon A, you can park right across the street and, and walk right through the big, huge inflatable, you know, bear. And you're right there, uh, you know, kind of on campus. So in lieu of that, the way that they arranged the parking at the mall down the road and the massive, like, windy city buses. They didn't have, like, school buses. I mean, they had nice, 
you know, like excursion buses to take you air conditioned, nice dropped you off, uh, you know, right at the spot, very little waiting again, very efficient. It, it was, it was slick. It was good. So, so Jack, what was that experience like? You've seen all these pictures of Hallis Hall, but to see it up close and personal, can you kind of just walk us through what that felt like? It's state of the art. I, a long time ago, I played a, a football, a college football game there. From what I remember, the differences are vast. It's, it's a state of the art facility. Uh, the, the, the two practice fields that we were um, mostly on, you know, the grass is pristine, incredibly well taken. Like the sod father, uh, White Sox, Roger Bossert, he'd be groundskeeper. He'd be impressed. Uh, you can tell they, you know, without being inside the building, you can tell that they took a lot of care to make sure that every element of that facility is catered to making that team great. Mike, what was your experience like? The, the buses? I know that Matt Nagy apparently shows up on a video to kind of tell you what to expect or, or something. Would you kind of, Mike, just kind of walk us through that just a little bit? Sure. Well, to start off the day, uh, I didn't put the coffee carafe like back in the coffee machine and I was in this huge rush. I'm like, oh my God, I'm running late. You know, I didn't leave until like 720 or something and you know, the gates were supposed to open at 730. I'm like, I can't believe I'm running late. I hate being late. And, uh, and, you know, I'm like, oh, my God, I need to grab a Sharpie in case, you know, I run into someone for an autograph. And there's like all these things. My mind was all jumbled. And so I was kind of like anxious, you know, as soon as I got to uh, the Hawthorne Mall is what they call it. Uh, but as soon as I got there, you know, they're like, oh, there's been a change. Uh, gates actually open at eight and I was like, Oh, that's like, yes. Like I'm not as late as I thought still forgot my coffee, still forgot the Sharpie, uh, you know, and your I'm, sunglasses. No. no oh yeah. Oh, that's part of the reason why I was late. I like was searching so hard for these sunglasses and I was just so pissed. Couldn't find him. But then as soon as I got to the Hawthorne Mall, I like stood in line for the bus and it was like, boom, 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 super quick. I heard that gates opened at eight. You know, the, the morale on the bus was really, really great. The ride was like, what, five, ten minutes or something like that, maybe yep. six minutes or something. Uh, and then they dropped you off like right in front. And then Hallis Hall. Like, man, I, I would have loved to go like inside some of those buildings because they really do look state of the art. But just the grounds themselves, right? It's not just a building and a field like around other buildings, right? It's this, it's this pristine grounds. Like there's wooded areas. There's like this prairie restoration area. And as an environmental science teacher, you know, I kind of got a little excited about that. I'm like, Oh, I wonder what kind of species are in there. Uh, being a total nerd. Um, I'm like, wait a minute. I gotta, I'm here for the bears. Let's do this. Um, but yeah, I mean, they did great for, for a facility that's not supposed to run something like that. Uh, that's not designed specifically for that. I thought they did a great job kind of catering to, uh, fans. And I think part of the reason why it was so efficient was there's really not that many people there. Right. There was, um, I don't, I don't know. What, what do you think, Jack? Like several hundred, maybe I'm not sure. Yes. And, and, and that's a great point. Cause in comparison to, to bear Benet, a fraction of the amount of 
people. So I would imagine they're, they're just not releasing as many tickets because the facility won't handle the amount of people um, that were at, you know, Bourbon A. So, I mean, you, you got like waves of people deep at Bourbon A at every single position group and, you know, seven on seven. And it, it was just, it was able to host more people. Personally, I like that because I've, I've been to Platteville for training camp. I've been to Bourbon A for training camp. And now I've been to Hallis Hall. The best thing I can say about Bourbon A was every time I wanted to go, I could bring all three of my kids. And so personally, a little disappointed, you know, that there's not enough availability of tickets uh, that, I, that I couldn't bring them because that's just, it's such a fun memory to bring them with. Well, it, it's interesting. I, I read a couple tweets from individuals that said, hey, how are people going every single day? I, I couldn't lock up tickets. It sure seems like there's a lot of kinks to work out. All of last year, no one was at either one of these things, right? With all that was going on with COVID. And so it seems that as as though time may be the healer of all things. Gentlemen, I want to hop into it if it's okay. We've got some questions on Twitter uh, that, that I want to, to get right right to. Um, so it's at Humpmeister, so it's Rayson. Uh, which player and or coach stood out to each of you? Mike, I want to start with you on that one. Well, it's hard for a coach to stand out, I would say. But in this case, there was one coach that really stood out, and that's Doug Peterson. Uh, day two, uh, and he wasn't just observing on the sidelines, right? He was with the offense. He was with the quarterbacks. He was talking. He was taking notes. He was, uh, you know, showing these guys like, like what to do. He was essentially coaching uh, the offense while they were running drills, while they were uh, playing, uh, you know, live scrimmages, seven on seven, 11 on 11. Um, he was interactive. And so just that was kind of interesting to watch and like, oh, I wonder what kind of role Doug Peterson is going to be playing on this team, if any, in the future. So, so that really stood out. And how can you not say Justin Fields for the player? I mean, they, I was talking to Jack while we were there and there's just this aura around him he's just got this swagger it just it feels different when you look at him um and he made some of these throws today that really backed that up and it was just so exciting to see him to um you know he's just so fluid so fast so confident uh, uh so talented it's extremely fun to uh you know watch especially up close Right. When they were running these these uh, 11 on 11s on their one yard line, we got within 15, 20 feet of him. Uh, and that was your, that was your, pretty cool. Your pictures were crazy, crazy good. OK, yeah, the Doug Peterson one. I know that that he's brought in guys before to be kind of like you know, what, what's not, not coordinators, but liaison but, almost. Yeah, or, yeah. Exactly. And so I wonder if that's the kind of role, but honestly, that's a guy that can call some offense. So I, I'm, I think I'm, I'm okay with that depending upon, you know, what role that's going to look like Jack, same question, which player and or coach that stood out to you. And I guess I'm going to add this to, to Rayson's question, which is, um, did you get to see the turnover bucket? I know Sean Desai's got that thing kind of rolling. And so I, I would be curious to see that one. Absolutely. I, you, I don't know a little bit on Twitter. They tried to upgrade it. They took like a, a, a tiny tykes basketball hoop, I, I guess, 
and put it on wheels and they were going to use that, but uh, I guess it, it malfunctioned or broke or something. So they continued to use the, the, the laundry basket that's on wheels and yeah, it came out. I mean, it definitely came out and it's fun, you know, and it's exciting. And you can tell that that's something that the defense really takes pride in the players go and get it and the players roll it out on the field, you know, uh, just as an aside, I, I know if I was an OC or if I was on offense in any way, I would be pissed every time that that thing came out. It, and I guess now, like maybe standing back, maybe that's okay. Maybe those some of those guys on offense should should be and get a little pissed. But um, it's always a fine balance between one unit getting super excited and like fired up on the field, and the other, you know, the other side kind of getting you know a little grumbly. But you know. I, Matt Nagy, he's a presence. He's tall. <laughs> you know, we play played at Delaware. He just plays catch, and you're like, oh, God, it's kind of like it catches your eye, you know? Um, he's a commander. He is. And and despite all of the things that we've talked about, there's no doubting the fact that he rules the roost. You know, I mean, he controls practice. It's very systematic, you know, systematic. Um, it, the, the timing is well done. They move from drill to drill with a great deal of efficiency. And when they're in drill, uh, like when they were running their, uh, I think they called it backup drill, right? When they started at their own one and they were trying to work out of their own end zone, they messed up the, the, the chains on the sidelines and he just like stood in the middle and man, he was just barking out orders. Like we need coaches over there helping with those chains. We need to get those chains right. And we need to get them right now. You know, like, so he, you know, and he's taking notes all the time and, you know, so he, yeah, you know, it's so tough with him because we've had a little bit of a history with him, but but I do think in that regard, he's he, yeah, he rules. Consistency, though, I think you and I have been very consistent about saying we like yeah. Matt Nagy, the leader. We like Matt Nagy, the 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 head coach. We don't like Matt Nagy, the play caller. A- am I right in that, Jack? I think so. Yeah, I think so. And I mean, it, you know, it seemed like maybe Laser and and Peterson were were doing s- some more of the hands-on. A, a question that I that I have, and, and a supposition I suppose I make is, it's it seems to me maybe at that level perhaps, and I'd like to ask somebody that they they mainly just go through the practice, and everything is filmed. And I've got to assume they spend a lot of time in meetings and in films. Because you don't see a whole lot of redirection, like you might, you know, do it, you know, coaching your gymnasts, or I might have when I was coaching football. That might be purposeful, so the practice moves along and they get plenty of reps. But it's just interesting from a coaching perspective because you don't see a whole lot of instances of of coaches stepping in, right, and saying, "Hey, we need your foot to be here and not here, or your angle to be this and not that." It just kind of rolls, and practice just kind of unfolds and happens. And so from a coaching perspective on that question, it is a kind of an interesting thing to say, okay, who stands out? Because it's not like they're actively coaching all the time. Like we might expect at a high school level. Well, obviously they have film from every single angle of everything and they can break that down, you know, thinking that, Hey, these drills are important. Let's do this. And I can analyze later, you know, I mean, maybe there's something to be said for that. I think of all of the players that stood out for me, I mean, there's no doubting fields. He's got a swagger. Your eyes go, he's got a sweet visor on his helmet. He's a stud. He's fluid. I look for electricity. You know, I remember telling you a couple of years ago when I went and saw, you know, Mitch, it was the first time I've ever been like, wow, QB one didn't do anything that made me go. Wow. Jalen Johnson makes you go. Wow. I think without some of those other veterans out there today, he was, 
the leader on the field. He was the energy. He he's quick. He closes fast. And I think I said on Twitter, he's a ball hawk. He had several breakups. He had a, a really nice interception when they were just running one-on-ones. Andy Dalton threw an out route to one of the receivers. And man, he broke on it and picked it. And it's like one of those things where it's just almost like you know, it happens so fast, it's a blur. And so if you know, I'm thinking about somebody that like creates some electricity and the crowd starts to react, today at least it was Jalen Johnson. Well, that's great to hear because cornerback is one of the giant question marks of this team. It would seem that that's kind of being pushed to the side. You know, I had a great, great conversation with Roy Ill Will from Three Kings of the Midway podcast, and that's exactly what he said. It would have been cornerback as the position he's most looking at, but now we're looking at offensive line. Jack, if it's cool with you, I'd like to get to our next question from BDR's own Ozzy, Mike Oosterwick. He wanted to know, how is Cole Komet looking with a full offseason underneath his belt? I know you've got a little bit of a man crush on Cole Komet, so I wanted to make sure that you got this question right away. It's a great question, and we really appreciate the questions from our Twitter, Twitter followers. It's really fun to interact with you all. And he's, he's just a stud, man. He's so big. I will say this. Would you see Jesse James out there You know, next to him? Jesse James, I believe, is, is 6'7", and he has this like rapport with Justin Fields. So I think we've seen it in, you know, on Twitter and in the media that that has stood out a little bit more, but there is a very relaxed, I think, confident Cole Komet out there. And uh, I will just say for this practice, I think he might've caught a ball or two, you know, but I don't think it was anything that would be necessarily like a concern or something that I would say was a red flag. It just depends on the pace and the flow of practice and who happens to be open, you know, but but he just looks strong and confident. And I remember we talked to Matt Lacoste about why it takes Titans longer to develop and like really like create a substantial presence in the league. And I would think given those factors of, of learning to be an old lineman and learning to be a pass catcher, uh, that he's a guy that c- could very well have a breakout season. One little funny anecdote, uh, they were throwing uh, the, the, the quarterbacks were running three-step drops, throwing um, to the tight ends. It was towards the end of practice and Andy Dalton walked over to the bleachers and he said, for some reason, it was like one of the only like really fun light moments besides the uh, turnover bucket. And he's like, Hey, everybody over there in the stands, boo Cole Komet. <laughs> we were like, <laughs> what, what, you know? And so that everybody's just like, we're like, boo. Right. And he's like, he's kind of raising his arms. Like, yeah, bring it, whatever. <laughs> and then the two of them just kind of jumped and shoulder bumped, you know, like, Hey bro, we're all good. Right. Like, it was just kind of fun, you know, so you can tell he's liked on the team too. Mike page. Uh, Jack just kind of talked about this a little bit, but I, I am curious to get your two cents on this. I've heard Andy Dalton looks good so far, not amazing, not out of this world, but he looks good. Is that kind of what you saw? I actually thought he was pretty inconsistent today. He definitely threw multiple interceptions, uh, but um, you know, he had some pretty, pretty good throws as well. He did kind of look frustrated at times today. Uh, I saw him working with, uh, the quarterbacks coach and, uh, Peterson as well. Uh, but I don't, I don't think he looked very good today at all. I thought Justin looked better. Um, so take that as you will, but, uh, he does have a fantastic mustache, though. I mean, it's really, really coming in, coming in well. 
So, so I'm to understand that Alec Ogletree intercepted yet another pass from a quarterback. This guy has found his way onto this team. If not, I mean, obviously we'll see what happens in preseason, but it sure seems like at the middle linebacker spot where they need some depth, this is the guy. Mike, any, any thoughts on that? Yeah, he looks good, uh, especially in coverage. You know, I don't think that he's going to be uh, like a first down and second down back, but he is a uh, he's going to be a good third down and distance middle linebacker to maybe uh, swap in for for Danny, who has historically the past a couple of years has been somewhat of a liability, especially early in the season uh, in coverage. So because of how well uh, Alex been been playing at camp, I would be concerned uh, for two uh, players that we've been seeing on the Bears for the past couple of seasons. That would be Iggy, Joel, Iggy. I'm not going to even try to pronounce Yes, thank you, Ryan. And Josh Woods. Uh, Josh Woods wasn't even um, uh, playing today. He was on the side. Um, but you know, it's hard to it's hard to have Iggy and Josh Woods on the roster, especially both of them, when you have Christian Jones and Alec Ogletree backing up Roquan and Danny. So uh, that kind of little roster uh, spot is going to be interesting to watch moving forward. I can't wait to see those guys in preseason. Now, from either one of you guys, a, a name that I've been dropping quite a bit is number 99 outside linebacker Travis Gibson. Pitchers that we've seen have shown that this dude got jacked in the offseason. Um, and hey, uh, to our to our good friend Rob Kirkland, friend of the show, he's been on the pod multiple times. You know, he asked, how is Mac and Quinn's replacement looking? Um, and I'm I'm assuming that he's talking about Travis Gibson. Is that someone that was there? Is that someone that you guys noticed? Um, was there an outside linebacker or pass rusher that really stood out to you guys? Linebackers, I would say no. I mean, just with Roquan sitting and I think Danny Trevathan, he was absent for a lot of the beginning of the practice. I don't know if he was, you know, in the training room or what. He didn't come out, I think, until 11 on 11. Um, And so, I mean, I think that's your man crush, probably, Ryan. You've often talked about his, uh, you know his physique. So, and that, and that's no, but he, he, he didn't necessarily stand out. I mean, the, the guy that, you know, was huge was uh, Angelo Blackson. And, and, it, and it's been all over Twitter a little bit today. And I, I think kind of, kind of on the news too. And I think it was because he was over uh, right tackle uh, Tyrone Wheatley jr. Uh, just kind of looking back, it could have been a combination of both um, you know, Blackson's good play but also Wheatley Jr.'s really poor play. But, you know, you probably saw, I think they had three safeties in a row and Blackson was somehow involved in all three of those. Um, either, you know, it was a, you know, a rush that allowed for somebody else to get to the quarterback or it, it was a, fr- a frustrating thing to watch from a, an offensive perspective. It, to, you think about drawing up plays and you think about, you know, doing all the, the other, you know, positional drills and the film time and everything, but then just to not be able to execute any of that because the offensive line right now is so thin. You could tell there, there was some, some frustration, the situation 
of uh, where they were on the one plus the situation of the offensive line did not couple well today for the offense. Well, that's something that seems to be exactly what we've talked about. Jack is this defensive line is scary, scary, good. And right now this offensive line is scary, scary, thin. So we'll see how that plays out. Mike, any other tidbits, anything else you want to drop out uh, that you want to talk about from what you saw at camp today? That's a good question. Um, I did see Travis Gibson and don't sleep on Jeremiah Atauchu as well. He was also on the field uh, looking good. Number 50. Um, I saw some of these pictures of Gibson where he was just this mammoth. Uh, and then I saw him on the field today like, oh, maybe, maybe yeah, those pictures were exaggerated a little bit because he did not look nearly as big as some of those pictures kind of presented him to be. Um, he looked, you know, good. He looked fluid, uh, which is good too. You don't want uh, uh, someone that is in a position where you need incredible bend, right. To get around the corner to be kind of stiff and too bulky. So I, I, I thought physically he looked great um, in the drills and in the game. Uh, he was, he was looking good. Um, as far as other tidbits, um, Darnell Mooney working with the punt coverage. I'm going to say, uh, that I don't like that, um, <laughs> at all. You know, we need him to be a legitimate, uh, number two receiver. And I just, you know, especially after seeing what Tariq went through, you know, last year, I am just sensitive to, to punt returners right now for, you know, critical key players. So I'm like, you know what? I don't, I don't want to see Darnell Mooney doing that. Um, so I hope that doesn't, that doesn't occur. Um, but other than that, man, I just, I had a lot of fun. Uh, thank you to, to everyone on, on Twitter and to all you guys, Jack, thanks for coming with me. Um, I actually won these tickets from like a Twitter giveaway from, uh, from JB from Windy City Gridiron. So thank you uh, to JB for kind of uh, running that little sweepstakes uh, and for the, the fan that, that um, you know, gave their tickets away because they couldn't go, you know, on a Saturday. Uh, we were lucky to get there. Uh, we represented BDR really, really well. And um, I'm just in a really good mood right now. It was really cool. And a shout out to Alyssa Barbieri for yet again, uh, plugging Bear Down Report. Uh, we appreciate all you guys at Bears Wire. Obviously with Brendan Chagru on, on loan for us, we're, we're, we're thrilled with Bears Wire. Um, it was really neat to see both you, Mike Page and Jack Wright to, to see a lot of your guys' stuff uh, retweeted out there. Jack, any little last tidbits uh, that you want to share with people and as well as any shout outs you might like to give? Absolutely. Uh, one nugget that I thought was really cool that I've never seen in all the time that I've you know coached, played, or watched. But when they were running, uh, when the quarterbacks were working with the tight ends, doing that stationary drill I mentioned a little while ago, what, Justin Fields walked out to the spot where the tight ends would be receiving the ball and kind of like mimicked as if he were a tight end that was going to be receiving the ball, which it seemed like such a smart thing to do that I've never seen before, where he's like, okay, well, I want to see where these guys are going to be like where the ball should be, what angle it should be at, you know, what, what's their lens look like. I just thought that was a really like mature, cool thing to do and see. Uh, thought the energy was a little low. It's day nine. Uh, like we said, I think a third of the roster was out today. That's to be expected, I think. 
uh, you know, s- s- some of the excitement with Mac and Hicks and, you know, Roquan being out maybe was leveled off a little bit, but it, you know, it's camp and it's early, but yeah, I'm super appreciative. Mike, uh, you know, provided a ticket for me and, and just had an absolute blast out there today. It was so fun. It's beginning to feel a lot like football. Jack, any shout outs that you might like to give before we, uh, we get everybody out of here. Yeah. Shout out to uh, Terrence Young. He's been uh, just today, actually, he and I uh, began to follow one another. Uh, and he uh, he's he's down with it. He, he knows the Bears, it seems like every one of them. And uh, he has a real presence on uh, on Twitter, which I'm getting way better at, Ryan. I, Jack, I, I was going to say that that was going to be one of my shout outs was to you is I, I think uh, if you haven't, by the time people are listening to this, you're going to have over a hundred followers and Ooh. really some really great tweets, man. Um, so, so that part is awesome. Folks, I want to say thank you so much for any of you who are listening to reading or sharing any of the content at bear down report at BeardownReport.com. We appreciate all of you guys so very much. I got to give one last shout out to Roy ill will 79 or 79 ill will I, I apologize from three kings of the midway podcast we had a phenomenal conversation when he was here uh last time folks uh thank you so much for all of you listening we appreciate all of you guys and as always bear down